Meatloaf. Karen. Asparagus. Welcome to Nick Tech News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my first story today is entertainment news. This is actually just a uh, quick update on the Charlie bit my finger uh, video scenario. Okay. Scenario? Situation. <laughs> so I meant to say. Do we get the video back? From NPR. We do get the video back. Yeah. Um, the headline of this article on this was the Charlie bit me video will remain on YouTube after NFT auction switcheroo. So they're now saying it's not going to be taken off YouTube. And um, if you didn't listen to our episode last week, this viral video was recently auctioned off as a non-fungible token or NFT, um, which is like a way to sell the rights to something like a meme. If you <laughs> yeah, created to sell that the meme, to a meme. <laughs> which yeah. is just an interesting concept yeah. in itself. But that so that happened, um, and so somebody bought the Charlie bit me. Charlie bit my finger video and they were all the, the owner of it was saying they were going to take it off of YouTube, I guess. But then they were like, no, oh, we changed their mind. And apparently everyone's like accusing them of like just doing that on purpose to like hike up the price of it at auction yeah. and stuff, which that probably did happen. But like, but also, okay. Like, <laughs> were, were people bidding like silly amounts of money because they thought they were no longer going to have access to that, like, prime video probably (laughs) not not. (laughs) no i think yeah the group that that bid for it um i I don't know if i mentioned this last time but it was apparently it's a music studio group okay based out of dubai um and they bought this and they also um they won the auction for the disaster girl meme which was also being Mm. sold off it's the same group so i don't know apparently they're just spending a bunch of money on these memes collecting memes (laughs) yeah Hey, did you know you can do that for free? It's called right click save as <laughs> like I don't it just Yeah, I don't really get it. I really don't get it. Um I don't know what will happen now that these things are like purchased by somebody, but in theory there's probably some legal way that they could actually like sue you for like sharing that content without permission in the future. Which is just a weird like, thing. It's a meme, technically like speaking, but it's also the internet. Like, it, yeah, there's it's no already way out there. That would be enforceable because you're always going to run into situations right. where people are posting it where you can't track it back to the original person. So, right, it's 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 a losing battle if there's even a battle. I don't know. It just I don't understand this trend. I really don't. Yeah. Although, okay, on the on the subject of enforceability, I will say that certain internet platforms are starting to use like AI to do stuff like that, mm-hmm. which I have mixed feelings about, but yeah. I think like, like, cause I've actually seen that before that, for example, like if you post like a song, like the audio is the same as something that's like a copyrighted audio, mm-hmm. it can like flag that automatically right, right, without even a person like knowing, you know, so maybe yeah. they could do something like, but I don't know. Yeah, it's still I, a weird like, situation. Still, this stuff could all get could get posted to sites that aren't doing that. Like, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I, there's no way that's just there's, only there's YouTube. There's no way to stop people. From, yeah, there's no way to stop people from sharing right. that stuff on the internet. There's, right. There's, there's just, just not. not. There's just not. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, that's the update is that it's still going to be available on YouTube. So if you thank, were worried, thank goodness, like, oh, I'm never going to be able to watch that video again. Yeah. Because you go back to that video every week or something like <laughs> yeah. that. I don't know. Boy, do those no people feel silly who just watched it on repeat 60 times in a row just to get their fix. Just to get their fit for the, for the rest of their life, yeah. yeah. My next story is animal news. <laughs> this is from CBS Local in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Teenage girl fights off bear to rescue dogs in Bradbury. Oh, wow. Yeah. She, the, the video is actually kind of scary, I thought. Um, I mean, it's not like there's not like blood or anything. She just like pushes a bear. But like. But, okay. Was it like fighting? Yeah. I'll, I'll explain. Okay. okay. Um, so uh, this Memorial Day will be hard to forget for one teenager who fought off a bear to protect her dogs in Bradbury. Uh, which I assume is a town in California. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the video starts with a mother bear and two cubs casually walking from under a tree along the top of a block wall before several dogs run up barking. Uh, a large black dog confronts the mother bear who swats back three times as her cubs run away. Uh, and the black dog ran away. I think the dogs were all unharmed. Um, Three smaller dogs continue to bark at the bear, and one is nearly caught by one of the bear's paws. Like, it like goes to grab the dog with one of its paws. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when the 17-year-old Haley runs up and pushes the bear. Uh, she falls to her knees from the effort, but also causes the bear to lose its balance from the top of the wall. So it kind of, like, falls off on the other side. Um, wow. She then picks up one of the dogs, shoes the others away from the area, and runs back into the house. Uh, meanwhile, the bear disappears back under the trees, so it didn't pursue her or anything, which is which is good. Um, but yeah, I, I mean that's the video. Is like you see this bear, then you see a bunch of dogs like run out to the bear, and then she realizes. Well, she said at first she thought it was a big dog, like, and then like, yeah. So she like went out there, and like by the time she went to confront it, it was too late to like turn back. So she just like and just like shoved it off of the wall. And it worked. The dogs are all okay. Um, But yeah. Uh, Apparently bears often visit Bradbury, which is located in the foothills of the San Gabriel Mountains on the edge of the Angeles National Forest. Uh, Even though she was able to save her dogs, Haley says people should not do what she did. Uh, (laughs) To quote her, do not push bears. Do not get close to bears. You do not want to get unlucky. I just happened to come out unscathed, which I think is good advice. I agree. Um, But yeah kind of a crazy video <laughs> I, I i will watch the video yeah we don't have to right now if you don't yeah, want it's, i mean it's, it's yeah it's it's, it's just, worth it's worth watching I, i'll watch it later i because yeah i want to see that but like yes here on knickknack news we do not recommend you get close <laughs> to bears as much as we like them we, we like look, yeah. look, like them from a distance <laughs> yeah don't push them don't push them. Don't aggravate yeah. them. That is a bad idea. She got she got very lucky because it was on top of something where it could like lose its balance. Mm-hmm. Like, normally, I don't think pushing something, <laughs> pushing a bear would be uh, that productive. You'd probably just upset it. Yeah, I'm actually even surprised that she even was able to get it to even lose its balance. Because... Yeah, it was kind of a narrow wall, so I wasn't, oh, okay. I could see it, but it was just oh <sighs> wow. Would not want to do that. Oh yeah, well she's lucky. Okay, my next story is also animal news. This is from sciencenews.org. 
<laughs> I picked this pretty much because of just the headline. The teeth of wandering meatloaf contain a rare mineral found only in rocks. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> this this requires Isn't some explanation. Um, so before I... Okay, so there's an animal called the wandering meatloaf. Is it it's like nickname. a sea cucumber or something? It is a mollusk. Huh. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the singer meatloaf just out for a stroll or, <laughs> no. or some sentient <laughs> But I should, have, I should have asked you, what do you think it is first before I told you? But yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got sea cucumber and we have the singer meatloaf wandering around. <laughs> okay, so... The hard magnetic teeth of the leathery red brown <laughs> mollusk, nicknamed the wandering meatloaf, is this is a great article. Just I, like the first I, sentence. Why are its teeth magnetic? Because there's like metal. There's like rock. There's minerals. The teeth of this thing are like made of like rock mineral components. <laughs> like it's very weird. Okay. Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> so, explain more. So this thing, the teeth. They possess a rare mineral previously seen only in rocks. This mineral may help the mollusk meld its soft flesh to the hard teeth it uses for grazing on rocky coastlines, researchers report um, recently in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Cryptochiton stellari, <laughs> there's no way I pronounced that right, <laughs> that's the scientific name for this thing, is the world's largest chiton. I don't even know if that's right. Chiton? Chiton? C-H-I-T-O-N. Yeah, chiton. It's chiton. Okay. Yeah. I'm wrong. Okay. Thank you. It is a chite. So it's probably cryptochiton. Cryptochiton stellari. Okay. It is the world's largest chiton. I didn't Uh, realize that was a type of creature, too. I thought it was just the description of, like, I think it's like an animal carapace, or like an insect's carapace can also be referred to as chiton. I have yes. I have heard it in that, but this is... Describing the whole thing as right. that. So, I'm learning a lot today. Yeah. <laughs> it can reach up to roughly 35 centimeters long, which I should have done the conversion to inches before this. This is a, <laughs> the British uh, metric units. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's another, like one centimeter is like this. So, it's like. <laughs> that's, that's, the listeners can't I see us doing like, this. We're I like, think that's like 10. So. No, that can't it's like, be It's like this. It's got to be like that. It's like this. It, yeah. 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 <laughs> None of this works on audio, but I it's know, fine. I know. Um, they are equipped with several dozen rows of teeth on a slender, flexible, tongue-like appendage. What on earth? Called a radula. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't even, I cannot even keep a straight face reading this. Called a radula that, that it uses to scrape algae off of rocks. And eat it. So it like licks rocks with yes. its teeth tongue? Yes. <laughs> That's horrifying. The teeth on this thing are covered in magnetite, the hardest, stiffest known biomineral bio to date. And uh, it said in here that, that was, it's about three times as hard as human enamel. Um, material scientists have analyzed these teeth and discovered that they also contain nanoparticles of Santa Barbarite, an iron-loaded mineral never seen before in a living organism's body. What? <laughs> what is this thing? I don't know, does this thing sound like 
like, like is this real? Like an amber- okay, so I have a picture of it. It's it's really anticlimactic, but like it's this. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I mean, I see why it's called it's wandering meatloaf. It just yeah, it's just like a brown blob. It's, it's just a brown blob. Yeah. Thing. Gross. And this is like a super 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 magnification of the teeth. Nope. Oh, you don't you don't like that photo. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more it's concerned kind of, if somebody did like that photo. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of something from like Alien or something. I don't know. <laughs> or a horror movie. Or a horror movie. Yeah. So um, that that was that was the discovery. Recent discovery was just that that material was in. So they're going to keep like investigating further. I don't know. But it's like okay. First of all, this headline is hilarious. Second of all, I've never heard of this thing before. Like, what is this? <laughs> Third of all, it's got stones on its te- te- tongue teeth, and it's horrifying. No, you don't study this thing further. You throw it back in the ocean, and you never talk about it again. This thing is like, we might have to add this to our list of just like, okay, like, I have tardigrades up here as like, like sure. the top of like likelihood see... of it being an alien. Mm. I was going to say, do you think we're going to see a lot more articles about this thing? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if they're like studying it now. Will our meatloaf regularly. coverage be as thorough? <laughs> I just wanted to put it up there on the our list of like weird animals. We have like tardigrades, platypus, although that's not really like alien like. It's more just like Yeah, it's just a freak. Doesn't it's just a freak. <laughs> it just doesn't fit in with yeah. anyone. And this thing, but this thing I just was like I was like, what is this? Yeah. What is this? Nope. Throw that one throw that one back in the ocean or back into outer space, wherever it came wherever from. Wherever it came from. My next story is trend news. Ooh, trend news. I didn't know That's it. That's exciting. I didn't know what to call this. Uh, <laughs> um, this is from the Huffington Post. The name Karen plummeted in popularity in 2020. That's probably expected. Yeah, it's not super surprising, is it? Um, so in 2020, Karen <laughs> fell 171 <laughs> spots on the Social Security Administration's top 1,000 baby names list to number 831, down from 660 in, in 2019, which I guess they could have let us do the math there, but it's probably better that they didn't. <laughs> um, that decline makes Karen the name with the 14th biggest decrease on the girls list in 2020, which now I want to know what the oh, other ones were. Yeah, what are the other ones? <laughs> um, but, and it marks its lowest ranking on the annual SSA list since the year 1927. So... Karen's had a pretty good run, but uh, <laughs> um, <sighs> so they said last year only 325 baby girls were named Karen, which is, that seems very small to me. I don't know. Wait, 320, like. 325 total. Total? Total. Oh, wow. New, tw- 325 total new American Karens. Um, <laughs> That's so low. Which is compared to 439 in 2019, which, so apparently it doesn't oh, have to be that I... many to get that high on the list. Yeah, but that still seems uh, low um, to me for some reason. When the na- But they said when the name was at its peak as the third most popular name for girls in uh, 1965, there were nearly 33,000 newborn characters. Oh, okay. Which sounds more like the number that you would expect on a list. Yeah. Um, of, of, of like top names. names. Yeah. yeah. Um, baby names don't tend to move too dramatically on the popularity list from year one year to the next, but there are some notable exceptions. For example, uh, Katrina and Isis 
both fell Ooh. off the top 1,000 ranking oh, no. after uh, negative news coverage <laughs> uh, around oh. events related to those names. Uh, you can probably guess what those events were. Um, we, de- uh, we can't definitively say that the Karen meme is to blame for the name's decline in popularity uh, since it's been steadily dropping down the rankings since uh, since the 60s, but it's kind of hard to ignore. <laughs> and also they had like a list, they, or they, like a chart of it's ranking over the years and it like, it was like half like, or, or the number of people I think. And it like, was half between this year and last compared to like previous years where it was like a much more steady decline. So mm. I think it was related. Probably was. Yeah. Probably was. So sorry to those 325 baby girls though. By the time they're adults, maybe the, the, so- the, the dynamics will have shifted a little bit. Question for debate. Mm-hmm. I actually saw this. This uh, was being debated on like Reddit. I saw this like a few months ago. But if like you know somebody that is planning ahead of time to name their baby Karen, but mm-hmm. they don't know about the whole Karen thing, would you bring it up to them, or do you think that that'd be like rude and like overstepping? It depends on who it was. If it was like yeah, a okay. good friend, yes, I yeah. would absolutely <laughs> be like, hey, hey, <laughs> you, just you just might want to. I'm not that. sure how you've missed this. <laughs> But you should probably think about that twice before uh, you do it. Um, but yeah, if it wasn't somebody I knew very well, I don't think I'd be like. Yeah, I oh. think I think let, let's make the assumption somebody you know really well. Yeah. You would tell them. Yes. yes yeah, it was yeah. interesting. It was like a big debate about this. It's like, I mean, I, you know, but I think that would extend to like if anybody was going to name their kid something, or as like actually that there's some problematic associations with that, that name. name. <laughs> Not that Karen is inherently problematic. It's more like just culturally kind of a weird choice right now yeah <laughs> whereas yeah but yeah i would any name if somebody was like i would say something like yeah. if, if they confided in me that that's what they're thinking of i think i would kid. i think i would too yeah because like i feel if, like if you know if that if was me told, i would want to know and they, if they told you up front like clearly they're like not just telling you for like they probably want your input or like i don't know yeah, yeah. If like, it's something they're like steadfast about, they're probably not going to bring it up in discussions. They'll just like announce the baby. Yeah, I don't know. right, it's, right, right, right. Yes, it was like it was like if it's ahead I'm of putting time. A that, of, I'm putting a lot of I'm putting a lot of like qualifiers on this question, <laughs> but like still, I, I, I feel like it's like an uh, interesting because I feel I feel like yeah, would, if it was yeah, somebody close to me somebody, and they yeah. said it ahead of time, I would be like, I would tell them. I don't yeah. know because if that was me, I would just want to. I would want to know that. If Plus, I'd want to know if it's like ironic, which is like. I'm going to bring a new character. Oh. <laughs> Who would do that? I don't know. Somebody with a twisted sense of humor. Well, yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe a lot of people just name their kids things that they're just like, ooh, this is funny. This will be funny. Yeah. And it's like, that's a person. Yeah. <laughs> that's that person's name. Yeah, like, don't do that to your kid. No, but Karen is a perfect, see, the thing is that that's a perfectly normal name to have, you know? It's just, right, like, it's not, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. There's just, yeah, some current social stigma around it. And honestly, a kid named Karen right now is probably not going to like nothing. You would even have in 18 it years, even, not going to be a thing. Nothing, it's not even going to be. Yeah. It's just like a random thing right now. Okay. My next story is food news. This is from the BBC.com. The headline is asparagus recipe appears in Belgian law database. The headlines this week. Oh my God, no. I found some good headlines. More this week. questions than answers. Uh, 
Uh, Belgian lawyers were recently surprised to find a recipe for asparagus hidden among laws and royal decrees. I guess this happened, like, last week. Okay. The text appeared to have been accidentally copy and pasted into official legislation on the price <laughs> of drugs and medical supplies. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. I thought it was just, like, somebody found, like, a recipe that had gotten, like, filed away with some legal documents. Oh, but no. no. this was, like, like accidentally the text, inserted into. Yes, like, the text of a recipe was inserted into their, their, their laws on, like, drugs and medical supplies. Okay. <laughs> and somebody found it. That's much better. And the, and the, I'm laughing so much during the I can't even read. This article just goes, Bon Appetit read the final line of the recipe before returning to more serious issues. <laughs> like It's just like in the middle of like these laws. Um, the uh, error was discovered following an update made to the French version of the text of the Belgian official journal where laws, decrees, and other official notes are published. Um, alongside medical pricing laws was a six-step recipe for the vegetable dish. <laughs> Was it just oh like, gosh. was it any kind of special asparagus? They didn't just, say. They didn't, they didn't say. They should have included the recipe. I know. I want to know That's what, what I want to know. I mean, I'm not like the world's biggest asparagus fan, but prepared right, it can be very good. So I agree. Asparagus can be excellent when it's made the right way. Yeah. So I'm wondering what this recipe was. Clearly somebody in their government was like doing something with this recipe mm-hmm. for it to accidentally end up there. So. Yeah. Hmm. Though also how? <laughs> I don't know. No one knows. No one knows how we got there. I feel like you don't easily just like, like I've definitely copied and pasted the wrong thing into a place before, but if it's a six-step recipe, I think I would notice. Yes, yeah, but also like, okay, like how? They would have had to copy paste it and then not look at what they exactly. pasted, right? Exactly. Like, that's what I mean. It's just like so, it's I've done the wrong thing. It's like oops, undo, and then like copy and paste the right thing. Yeah. Like, six step asparagus recipe. How do you like? Yeah, this wasn't like a typo of like one word or something. It was like they're just fully not looking thing. at their screen. It's like control C, yeah, control V, and just like went left. Control S, save. Control Q, quit. Like and they're they're out. And they didn't even look at what it did. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you do this, but it, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's very good. My next story is travel news. This is from NBC. United Airlines orders 15 supersonic jets to cut travel time in half someday. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. But when? Really, yeah. <laughs> Uh, not anytime soon, unfortunately, but, okay. uh, so United airlines announced on Thursday, it has placed an order for 15 supersonic planes from startup boom aviation and says it hopes to fly travelers around the globe in half the time for the price of a current first class ticket. Uh, for example, Newark to London in three and a half hours or San Francisco to Tokyo in six hours for about 5,000 to $7,000 a piece. Wow. So... Uh, the catch is that these flights won't be operational until 2029 at the earliest. Because, uh, And they say that just because they said it would be by the end of the decade. They really, or not before the end of the decade or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, the new planes will be carbon neutral and use sustainable air fuel. But so far, the commercial version of the plane has not yet actually been built or certified by the Federal Aviation Administration. 
Which so it's just a design. I guess it's just a design right now. So it's a little suspect, a little <laughs> sus. <laughs> a little sus. A little sus as the kids say these days. Uh, the new contract calls for $3 billion for 15 new planes with an option of adding up to 50 more aircraft. Mm. Uh, Mike Leskinen, the airline's corporate development vice president, said, at 60,000 at 60, feet with big windows, it's going to be an amazing experience. So apparently it also has big windows. It has big windows, okay. But you're also going really fast. But it's probably fine because everything is far away, so it doesn't look like it's not like speeding by. So you'll, anyway, um, it sounds interesting, but also probably won't happen anytime soon. Also, there's apparently issues with supersonic planes like flying over land like really across the ocean it's not such a big deal but across land there's like a lot of people complain because supersonic travel makes a very loud sound when it passes so like there's actually i think there's regulations against it like happening over land um Hmm. so they'll have to figure that out as well there's a lot of stuff to navigate it sounds like yeah um and this was interesting and Kind of a bummer, I guess, if you're in the aviation industry. But um, United and the aviation industry are eager for a new story to tell after an exceptionally bad year. Pass- passenger totals in the last year fell from all-time highs of over 2 million people a day to under 100,000 people a day. I didn't realize it had fallen like wow. that drastically, which it makes sense. Like, yeah, it but totally it, it, does. I, just, I hadn't seen it in numbers before, so I thought that yeah. was just an interesting statistic. Hmm. But yeah, wow. so someday we may be in supersonic jets. I don't know. Maybe we'll invite teleportation before then. I don't, that would be that'd be better. That would be better. You know, I'm a big fan of of teleportation. You should figure out how to actually do it. Oh, I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> I don't. I don't have the willpower, drive, or knowledge to do that. But I am very interested in the results. Yeah, I. That would be ideal. It would be ideal. That would be like the, that. That's like the next thing after a. So AI is the next technology frontier, and then the one after that's going to be teleportation. Yeah, you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll probably be a while though before we do people. It'll probably be inanimate things for a while before while we figure out and make sure it's all safe. <laughs> but yeah, but maybe we can just we can just teleport cargo and stuff. Maybe then is yeah. that what you're saying? Even yeah, that would be great. Even that, yeah, that would be right. Life changing. Just teleport stuff directly into my house. Mm -hmm. Sounds perfect. You have an Amazon portal (laughs) platform in everybody's. Everybody has this. Well, you know it would be Amazon. (laughs) We already know that's what it's going to be. Right. And and you just order stuff and it just goes zoom and it just shows up right there. Like instantly. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Or we get 3D printing technology that's so good that it can like just print the thing. Like directly into your house, and you don't. There's not actually anywhere that manufactures anything anymore. <laughs> that might be easier than teleportation. Honestly, yeah, it would be, <laughs> but still difficult mm-hmm. because you'd have to have the material, the yeah. raw material for it. It would to be work. very expensive to like have that in the first place, and yeah, it would be. It's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> which one of these ideas but is better? But it's plausible, I think, <laughs> as opposed to teleportation, which I don't think we have like a plausible a physical plausible mechanism for, for this to happen yet. Anyway, <laughs> what were we talking about? It's Planes, fun to, to speculate. Whatever. Planes going fast. <laughs> yeah, same cool. thing. Cool. All right, it's time for breaking news, the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Meatloaf. 
Ready, set, go! go. Okay, I found this on CNN Business. Um, Costco is bringing back free samples, you guys. Everybody. Oh, everybody. yeah, those probably went away during They went away. The pandemic, they did. Yeah. They've been gone for a long time, it seems like. You've noticed. <laughs> yeah, because I still go to Costco periodically. Yeah. And they've had really good like policies and everything during the pandemic, and now... I guess they feel like it's comfortable enough. People are vaccinated and they're like, yeah, we're going to bring back the free samples. I love the free samples at Costco. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very excited. That is exciting. Um, Also, I feel like the actual chance of spreading something via free sample is pretty low given what we know about the virus at this point. Yeah, I think think it's more like, because they didn't want people to be taking off their masks to be eating and drinking stuff, but... You know, a lot of people are vaccinated right. now anyway. And Costco's so. actually been really good about, like, masks and stuff. Yes, so. yes, they have. Yeah. They have. That's one of the reasons why I've been, like, okay going there. Because it's, like, A, it's, like, a giant warehouse. So there's, like, a lot of, like, air in mm. there. You're not, like, in a tight quarters with somebody. And B, they have really good policies about all that stuff. So Right. That's exciting for me. And it's exciting for anybody that goes to Costco. <laughs> if you're listening and you go to Costco... Be excited. <laughs> we love a story that's personally exciting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. All right. This story is from Ars Technica. The world saw a shark apocalypse 19 million years ago, and we don't know why. How do we even know that that happened? Because of science. All right. Um, yeah, sharks have been around for over 450 million years, uh, and while... There are fewer now because of human activity. We still got them. But apparently, there used to be a lot more sharks and many more types of sharks compared to today. Oh. Um, New research published in Science (laughs) suggests that 19 million years ago, the vast majority of sharks and shark species died off, and we don't really know why or how this happened. Um. So yeah, basically they were analyzing sediment core samples from like the ocean. I, yeah, from the ocean floor. Um, and so they're able to see in the different layers of these samples uh, tiny shark scales or denticles. We've denticles! Talked, which we've talked about denticles before. We've talked about denticles before. <laughs> Is it weird that I'm excited to hear that <laughs> word again? No, because it's a great word. Um <laughs> So there were denticle fossils in these samples, and so they looked at the raw number of these that appeared in different layers of the sediment, and that's how they were able to determine like how many and what kinds of sharks were present at different uh, geological okay, okay. eras. Uh, in all, there was a 90% decrease in terms of raw shark population and a 70% decrease in species diversity. Um, whenever this extinction event happened 19 million, well, not whenever, 19 million years ago. <laughs> However, it <laughs> happened, there were like a wow. huge die off of sharks. Um, and they've never really recovered to like that extent, obviously. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the, they said the sediment cores are from the Pacific, but they suspect it could hold true for sediment in other areas of the ocean. And they're going to need a larger like sample size of sediment samples because i think they just did two. Oh, okay um to make sure this is consistent but they said just like there's not like it's it's not subtle at all like there's very clearly something happened here and like the, 
the most obvious explanation for it is a massive uh, extinction. Wow. That's so cool. They can see that stuff yeah. in the rocks. I know that you can tell that just from denticles. Yeah. But it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> for some reason, not for some reason, I know exactly why I thought this. When you said it was, there was a, <laughs> a shark apocalypse, like, I thought that that meant, like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there was an explosion of more sharks. No. Versus the opposite. Yeah. No, that. <laughs> You're thinking of a Sharknado. Correct. And that's what I was going to say. <laughs> which, has like, been, which has been well documented. That, that popped, Sharknado popped into my head of like, how do they know there was a bunch of sharks? And it's like, yeah, oh, well, this, this was, makes more sense. This is an apocalypse for sharks, yeah. not an apocalypse of sharks. <laughs> which is still, yeah. a, still a possibility, of course. Yeah, it is. It could be. You never know. We just you never know. You never know. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash News, on Twitter at at News, and on Instagram at News. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.